This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 168-inch. On this episode, we conclude our three-part interview with Eric Appel, the writer and director of Weird, the Al Yankovic Story. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. One hundred sixty-eight inches, Ethan. Do you know what that means? We've overstayed our welcome. No, one hundred sixty-eight inches is equivalent to fourteen feet. No. Uh, yeah, actually it is. Just divide 168 by 12 and you come up with... I'm not knowing your math, Dave. That is sound. I'm knowing that... That, that number! 168? No! F... 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 I can't! It's just... Oh, that number's just so stupid. Well, if it makes you feel better, 14 feet does have some positive connotations. Oh, really? Like what? Well, for one, it's the exact size of a 14-foot trampoline. Oh, that makes me feel so much worse. All right, Ethan, while you recover over there, I suppose it is time for What's Happening in Weird Al-Related News. Weird Al will be a celebrity guest voice on the upcoming animated series, Firebuds. Firebuds is set to premiere on the Disney Channel, Disney Junior, and Disney Plus on September 21st. Weird Al will be voicing the character, Latch. Ooh, missed opportunity, Disney. Oh, what do you mean? Well, one of the other celebrity guest voices is Jose Andres, and his character name is Chef Al. Chef, boy, oh boy, that was a big missed opportunity. This week, actress and friend of the Yankovic family, Jamie Lee Curtis, posted a teaser sharing that Weird Al is part of her audio series, Letters from Camp. All three seasons of Letters from Camp are available now to listen to over on audible.com. Check them out. All right, let's move on to what's happening in Dave and Ethan's 2000s Weird Al podcast and Ethan Christian and the eligible spatulers related news. Wait, why did our very real intern Frank combine these two news categories, Dave? Oh, you'll see. Trust the system. All right. Uh, well, our very real intern Frank recently posted over 13 hours of new content over on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash 2000 inch. That's right. Right now, our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family can listen up through episode 32 centimeter in our ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode series, which covers every show that at least one of us has been to on Weird Al's The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour. You're definitely going to want to check out these new episodes for so many reasons, including the fact that there are some really awesome special guests that join us, and we talk about some super memorable concerts and Weird Al-related activities. And our very special, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, 27 Centimeter, is all about our incredible visit to the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota and our trip all around Darwin, Minnesota. And remember how earlier this year we said we we're going to try to keep these bonus episodes shorter and shorter? Well... So much for that, as one of these new episodes also happens to be our longest podcast episode ever. 
Well, if you do not want to wait for our very real intern, Frank, to post them for the cheapskates. And when we say cheapskates, we're not talking about you. You're just frugal. Well, if you do not want to wait, be sure to join the fun and reap the benefits over at patreon.com slash 2000 inch. Well, all that's great, but I still don't get why our very real intern, Frank, combined the Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast and Ethan Christian and the Eligible Spatulers related news, Dave. Wait for it, Ethan. Wait for it, because this coming Saturday, August 20th at 8 p.m. Burrito Burrito time, our pal Christmas show is hosting a Weird Al-themed general knowledge trivia contest right in the Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast Discord. Be sure to join that Discord today to join in on all the fun. Unfortunately, I won't be able to participate because I'll be at the Other One Brewing Company in Half Moon, New York on Saturday, August 20th for the Ethan Christian and the Eligible Spatulers concert. Oh, I get it now. And we're performing with Helen Marie and retro podcast favorite Don Ferlazzo. Dave, you should come. Well, unfortunately, I won't be able to make it to that, and I won't be at the Discord server thing either, because I have that time blocked off on my calendar to alphabetize my belly button lint collection. Sorry, folks. Oh, no worries, Dave. I'm just glad it's not some lame excuse. Well, it's never a lame excuse to visit Vegan Burrito Restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound double-wrapped in a quesadilla Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito your Burrito Burrito, or hop on over to Wizard Burger for mouth-watering, loaded, dare I say beefy, vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hungry with out-of-this-world plant-based real food, always vegan style. So visit burritosquared.com and wizardburger.com to order ahead. And now it's time for what's happening in John Bermuda Schwartz related news. As we have mentioned in the last couple of episodes, John Bermuda Schwartz's new book, Lights, Camera, Accordion, Eye-Popping Photographs of Weird Eye Yankovic 1981 through 2006 is scheduled to be released on November 15th of this year. But if you can't wait, you can check out 18 awesome, pretty stinking majestic pictures right now over at rollingstone.com. And after checking out those pictures, what better way to say I love you, John Bermuda Schwartz, than to pre-order his book over at 1984publishing.com or wherever fine books are pre-sold. And if you act quickly, you can still pre-order one of those pretty stinking majestic limited edition box sets over at 1984publishing.com. And we would be remiss if we did not point out that tomorrow, August 18th, is John Bermuda Schwartz's birthday. Wow! I wonder what Bermuda's going to be doing for his birthday. Well, as of right now, he's scheduled to be performing at the Peace Center in Greenville, South Carolina for Weird Al's The Unfortunate Return of the Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour. Very cool. Dave, I wish we were there. If any of our listeners will be at that show, please let us know if they do anything special for Bermuda's birthday. Well, at a minimum, I hope that Weird Al remembers to email Bermuda one of those American greeting mashups like he did for both of us on our birthdays. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, happy birthday, Bermuda! And a pinch to grow an inch. Last episode, Eric Capel, director and writer of Weird the Al Yankovic Story, talked about working with Better Call Saul and Mr. Show's Bob Odenkirk. Weird Al's involvement from the very beginning for the 2010 Weird the Al Yankovic Story trailer, and how they tried to cast Tom Cruise and Sean Penn before Aaron Paul ultimately got that part. 
We are so excited for you all to hear the third and final part of this interview with Erica Pell. So let's pick it up where we left off last episode already in progress. I remember Aaron Paul was riding. Uh, he came to set on uh, looked like a bat cycle. He was on like one of those. <laughs> oh, mo- really? wow. He was on one of those motorcycles that has the two wheels in the front. Oh, you weird. know, like it's like a three oh, yeah, wheeler, yeah. like one of yeah. those like backwards three wheelers. <laughs> yeah, like a Can Am. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this guy's cool. <laughs> this rules. <laughs> I'm like, this is exactly the guy that should be playing this version of Weird Al right, right now. <laughs> I can't ima- Could you imagine Al like rolling up on a motorcycle? <laughs> <laughs> Although, I don't know. He did do that Circus of the Stars thing. Yeah. He does like a little oh, bit yeah. dangerously. Which I learned about, by the way, uh, just, just to digress for a, a, a moment, I learned about that Circus of the Stars performance um, from listening to your podcast. <laughs> and... Uh, and like pulled it up on YouTube and just could, I could not believe that. What an insane, it's horrifying. Insane. <laughs> it's horrifying. It is it's hard to watch. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah. Yeah. I brought it up to Alan. It's like, even he, he's even just like, yeah, I don't really like thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was pre wife, pre kids. Right. Man, that's um, crazy. <laughs> but yeah, the the so so the the it was just such a blast to to um to shoot. And I got to cast like friends as other roles and stuff like um you know, Jonah Ray. Yeah. Um yeah. the other uh either guitarist or uh or bass player um is Curtis Gwynn, who um was is a good friend of mine from UCB in New York. Uh it was a huge Weird Al fan and um and is a uh, uh, Stranger Things writer. Oh wow! Oh nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he he's written for um, uh, The Walking Dead, The Leftovers, and he's been on Stranger Things since um, season two, I believe. Season two or three. But he's um, yeah, he's like a real high up writer over at Stranger Things, and he's he's developing the Talisman, the Stephen King, Peter Straub book for Netflix right now oh. for the Duffer brothers. Wow. So yeah, a little fun fact about wow. uh, <laughs> a guy that gets like a tiny blip of screen time. <laughs> <laughs> and is it safe to say the drummer went on to great fame and success? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, um, uh, Chris Kula, who's also a great uh, improviser and TV writer. He wrote for community and um, mm-hmm. uh, wrecked. And he just wrote for star Trek lower decks. Mm. Um the first couple of seasons yeah yeah and they see like paul shears in there oh and, yeah yeah uh, yeah paul yeah, yeah paul shear um comes out and introduces yeah. uh introduces al and everybody was so amped just like um just like on the on the you know the movie version that we did with daniel radcliffe which um which i'm also very excited to talk about yes um uh he every every single person that worked on this thing was just so excited to be there. Like everybody <laughs> loves Al so much. And like, even if you're not like the hugest Al fan, like there has certainly been a period of your life where you're like, Oh, I love that weird Al song. Right. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, a- a- everyone that was there, you know, from, from, from the wardrobe department all the way down, um, uh, you know, so excited. I should also say that one of the reasons it looks it looks so fantastic. Speaking about what other people went on to go and do after this, um, Christian Sprenger um, and his gaffer, Cody Jacobs, who uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Christian shot it, um, 
and shot all those early trailers for me and that MTV pilot that I did. Um, he is currently nominated for two cinematography Emmys. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's nice. nominated for best cinematographer in a half hour um, for Atlanta. He shoots Atlanta. Wow. Okay. Um, and he has already won an yeah. Emmy for, for shooting that show. And um, he's uh, also nominated for Best Cinematography for an hour long for um, Station Eleven um, on HBO, which he also Incredible. shot. Wow. He shot, yeah, wow. he, he shot Glow, and um, he did the What We Do in the Shadows oh, cool. pilot. And, like, he's really um, incredible, incredible uh cinematographer he did the first season of last man on earth oh it's so good um, yeah i love that show yeah 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 he's uh he, he's really a, a a brilliant cinematographer and and like he is one of the main major reasons um that these trailers and this one in particular looked like a real movie and and fooled you know fooled people into thinking that it was a real movie how do the budgets work at Funny or Die for a video that's going on their website? I mean, it seems like like this is a multi-million dollar film trailer with, you know, maybe it's the cinematography tricking me there, yeah, but it's, yeah. it's, it looks so good. Yeah, so the way that it worked back in the day at Funny or Die, it was kind of the Wild West of uh, internet content days, <laughs> right. you know. Um, most people that came and did these Funny or Die videos did it to... Like, Funny or Die kind of wasn't really monetizing the videos back then. Um, there weren't, like, ad pre-rolls on them. Um, there wasn't really, like, sponsored content on the site. Everything was really just, like, promotional. As far as, like, um, you know, from the talent's perspective. Yeah. They okay. paid the people that, that you know, I, I, you know, whereas, if, you know, I directed the movie, I got, you know, I'm in the Director's Guild and I'm in the Writer's Guild, so I got paid as a writer and a director, you know, what, what a writer and director gets paid for like what our budget level was. Um, for the video, I was an employee of Funny or Die who was on salary. Okay. So like I was free essentially, right, <laughs> you know, right. oh, like okay. I didn't get paid anything else to like write and direct it. Um, for all of the actors and stuff that were in it, no one got paid anything. They didn't pay actors for, for videos at Funny or Die because it was all, everyone was just doing it to promote either themselves or a project they were working on. Okay. So no one was doing it to like, no one was looking to get paid even, you know? Yeah. It wasn't even huh. a question of like, I should be getting paid to do this. Like, yeah. it was just like, oh, this is really fun. I'm going to come make an internet video. Right, with right. Guys. Yeah, it was, it was kind of before, I guess, that was seen as a, a viable I guess, source of income, right? Yeah. And now if you don't pay someone, like it is a very, very bad thing. Right. But, uh, oh, but yeah, now, yeah, yeah. but I, but I would say that actually, no, you probably, you're not going to pay someone to make a TikTok video. You know, people are making TikToks and stuff for free. Right. Right. So what, so what, what funny or die videos were then are what TikTok videos and Instagram story videos are now where it's just like, yeah, come over, let's make this thing together. Lots right. of people are, are going to see it, and it's going to be good. And that that's how you're going to benefit. That's your payment. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, right. Um, which, which, like, at the time made total sense, you know, because this is a thing that even Aaron Paul could, like, send this trailer around. Hey, check out this thing I did, you know. Yeah. And it's just, it, you know, for, for an actor or a writer or a director, it's just – 
you know, the kind of the way that Hollywood works. It's like, oh, this is going to put your name in someone's mouth. Yep. Um, right. And 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 that's what you want. You know, that's going to lead you to the more lucrative work that, you know, is going to pay you or, it, you know, it's going to get you to the next step of your career. I have so many, so many questions about sure. about this uh, trailer, but I, I want to go back to something you said about uh, you, you making sure that this trailer looked like it was potentially could have been a real movie. I have to tell you from my personal experience being in the audience at a Weird Al concert where he, you know, when he used to play videos, he would play this video near the end of the concert. How many people at, would would uh, around me say, oh, I can't wait for this summer to see that film because it says in the <laughs> clip, you know, clip coming this summer. And how many people thought that was real? And how many people, uh, like my wife and I would have to say, no, it's it's just a parody. And then they would say, no, I insist. This is a real movie. And That's it's just amazing. the conversations we've had at the, like almost every single concert I've been at where, where this uh, film trailer has been played, it somebody has said, "I can't wait to see that," or "This is movie is going to be great. This is a real movie," and it was no convincing them otherwise. That's so funny. That's I mean that I that makes me so happy to hear that. And I mean that's the that's kind of the logic that Al gave me in in 2019 when I out of the blue got an email from Al that was just like. Hey, what do you think about making that old trailer into a movie? <laughs> um, you know, he was like, I just, you know, I last album I, re- I released like a big career retrospective. And, you know, um, I'm trying to think like what's, you know, what's something fun to to do next. And um, and uh, basically for the last 10 years, people have been coming up to me after every single concert and saying, is can I see this movie? <laughs> He's like, so we have an audience already, you know. There's right. already an audience right. for this thing. Um, oh yeah, and you know, and 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 just like with the trailer, we could write it together, and and you could direct it. But yeah, that's really it's 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 really funny, and and it's after the trailer came out, it got such a great response online. Um, and Aaron Paul and Olivia Wilde both emailed me, um, and they said we should really make this into a movie. Wow. This was, this is <laughs> yeah. awesome. We should, we should do, we should really do this thing. And, um, you know, at the time I was just like, sh- kind of shrugged it off. Like, Oh, that's funny. That's nice of them to say. Right. <laughs> and I, and I, I, I both, both Al and I had talked about that then. And we were like, you know, it just works really well as just this like sketch, you know, it's just like a fake trailer, you know, um, I think that's yeah. that's just what it should be. And I'm kind of, you know, I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad that it shook out that way because I don't necessarily think I was ready to make the movie that we have just made um back then. Um I'm I'm just better and more exper- you know, I have 10 more years under my belt of of experience. Right. Um of ups and downs and like you know, I've learned so much, uh, you know, over the course of those years that I think that the movie that I would have made then would have paled in comparison to the movie that I have just made. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we, you're getting ahead of us, uh, Eric, we, we still have. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Plenty to talk about with the this uh, original trailer. Um, okay. I'm just dying. I'm dying to talk about the movie. I'm dying know. to talk about we the movie. We are, too. We are, too. Don't <laughs> worry. We'll get there. 
but I wanted to actually go back to a line you mentioned, and this is a line I wanted to ask you about. Um, Al, as Tony Scotty says, that kid's got the goods. And as a Mr. Show super fan, that's always that line has always seemed like maybe an homage to Dino Stamatopoulos. The line. audition, <laughs> not the audition <laughs> from uh, Superstar Machine when he says, "Let me tell you something, kid. You've got the goods." Oh yeah, yeah. And of course, that sketch, you know, has uh, you know, it's David Cross singing this song, "Superstar Machine," which then rolls into. Yes you know, this song becoming larger than life and it's getting covered and it ultimately features Bob Odenkirk dressed as Weird Al playing the character Daffy Mel Yinkle Yankle. And I was wondering if, if that whole, you know, if that was intentional or what the story was on that. Um, funny. Uh, that was not intentional. Um, <laughs> I think I can't, I mean, I, I you know, th- this far out, I can't remember if it was me or Al that, thought to say that okay. or if that was even in the script you know that I know that like we did all line I'm sure that we since it was just that little trailer moment that we needed to get Al probably said half a dozen different things and like in the edit I chose okay. which one to put in yeah um it's funny like that kid's got the goods are you sure they don't also say it in the audition they might <laughs> it might actually they be, might it might be like it might be a multiple uh it might be like multiple Mr. Show. That's true. That's true. Maybe I just always... It might be something yeah. we are completely biting from uh, Mr. Show. But that's homage, right? That's homage. Oh, no, no. You're right. You're right. Um, you're right. They do say it in the audition. Uh, you've seen enough. You've got Dino the Dino says it there, yep. too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You're right. I guess I always conflate it to that one because Bob is playing Daffy Mel, Yinkle Yankle. But yeah, that's... I... <laughs> <laughs> that's the greatest. Um yeah. Um, oh man, I gotta go back and rewatch Superstar Machine. That <laughs> I haven't thought of that in so many years. I've I've watched the audition multiple times recently, actually on YouTube. Oh yeah, um, but, man, <laughs> Superstar Machine is so funny. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm not sure. You know, there's that 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 often happens um, where like a li- and it's actually something that I'm constantly terrified of that uh, a, a line or a concept that you come up with and put in your thing um, has just, you're stealing it from someone, you know, mm. and, and like uh, un- unknowingly stealing it from someone. Uh, um, yeah. I, I, I can't say what it is, but there is a thing in the movie that I, that, um, uh, yeah, and again, I cannot say what it is. I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a thing in the movie that like so many people when working on the movie, in the crew, in the cast, people that just read the script were like, oh man, I love blank. It's so awesome and hilarious. And it's something that I came came up with and I was terrified. I was like, oh yeah, thank you. Have you heard it? Have, is that, it's, I like, I like, re- <laughs> like the response to it was so, <laughs> and this maybe this just says something about like my own I- imposter syndrome, but um <laughs> it, like the response was so overwhelmingly like I love this thing that I I, I like refuse to believe that I came up with it. You know? like, <laughs> like, I, I couldn't have come up with such a beloved thing. Um, wow. But uh, but but I mean I've really I I'm sure but by now I'm like sure that I did come up. Oh with good it. good okay <laughs> yeah good. yeah yeah. But I've told Al that too. I'm like oh Al I'm terrified. I feel like he's met he's 
messed with me about that one too. Oh yeah. <laughs> made jokes about like, oh, I think I saw it somewhere. Um, oh no. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah yeah so yeah that line that that line was uh, um, yeah came came from so- somewhere deep in someone's subconscious. <laughs> well, it it did a, a perfect thing where it brought my three favorite things in the world together, and that's Weird Al. Uh, Bob Odenkirk and Mr. Show and Breaking Bad. So <laughs> intentional awesome. or not, it uh, it's it's a highlight for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> now I'm kind of curious because you said that that Al was on you know the set while you were filming, and obviously you know you worked together very closely with Weird Al to to kind of come up with this whole concept. Was there anything that maybe you pitched to Weird Al that he you know like an idea? Oh, let's take the trailer this way, or let's have this character do this or say this. That Al just said, "No, that's going too far. I'm going to veto that." Um, I'll tell you what there. Well, there's two things. One was vetoed, um, which was originally I was like wanted cursing in it. I wanted it to be a red band. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was like, this is the furthest like that, like, cause yeah. I, you know, right, notoriously right. does not curse. And I'm like, this, this, the movie version should just, you know, it should be like right, right. R-rated. Like, we should be, it's, it, this is an R-rated movie. <laughs> um, right. Like the trailer for an R-rated Weird Al movie. Um, right. But, uh, but he was like, no, no, that's sort of like, a, you know, I can't do that. And I was like, oh, that makes total sense. The other one, he was like, oh, he shouldn't smoke. He's like, it's because I wrote that, uh, um, you know, when when you first see Aaron as as Al, he's taking a big drag off a cigarette <laughs> and uh, right. or li- lighting a cigarette. Yeah. And, and uh, Al's like, I mean, I would never smoke like that's, you know, and I'm like, and th- but that is the one thing that we're like, yeah, but that's funny that your character would like that was sort of the give. <laughs> okay. You know, he's yeah. like, he, all right. He doesn't curse, but like, yeah, like we do have to make him very different from the real Al uh, in this trailer. So, you know, so, so like, let's, we'll, we'll give him a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. <laughs> and he was okay with, I guess the character, uh, Aaron Paul's character, weird Al was drinking and heavily an alcoholic in the film. He was, he was okay with all that. He famously does doesn't usually drink. Yeah, like we ended up with like and 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 yeah, we ended up being okay with like, you know, the sex sex drugs and rock and roll of it. Right. 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 <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you have to have that stuff, you know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> was anything in this trailer provided by Al? Like was it Al's accordion or one of his actual Hawaiian shirts or was that all just like the the prop and costume team? Um no, I believe that in the trailer it was all just um prop and 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 costumes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't um Yeah, it wasn't uh uh it wasn't until we made the movie that Al opened me up to the collection. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I never, I like, I, I, I never, I never went, um, you know, back when we made the trailer, like I, 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 you know, I didn't know Al that well back then. Um, and coming up with a, a, a three minute, you know, fake trailer comedy sketch, we, you know, easily just did it over email and meeting up for a coffee or two. Yeah. Um, Writing the movie together, uh, we, you know, I was, Al Al was over at my office, you know, three days a week, and I was at his house two days a week. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we, um, 
so yeah, I hadn't like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I hadn't even seen his memorabilia, you know, um, uh, at, when, when we made the trailer. So it was never a question of like, um, oh, could we, you know, do you have any old pairs of glasses from the 80s <laughs> or like an old Hawaiian shirt that we could use or like something that we've seen somewhere else? It was all just like costume and, and prop department. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, cool. So we talked a little bit about Breaking Bad and I would be remiss to not mention Matt Jones, who plays Badger on Breaking Bad, is the bartender of course. in the trailer. Did, did he come with Aaron? Was he like a... <laughs> see like a uh, package deal or or how did he uh, get involved <laughs> yeah um so he um i'd actually he he was in the ucb world oh um prior to prior to getting on bake, breaking bad wow. um i almost called it baking bread uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh prior to breaking bad <laughs> breaking bad uh he, uh, I had done a funnier, and and he actually randomly, um, for a, a, about six months, lived next door to me, um, in my apartment building. Really? Wow. <laughs> uh, oh wow. Yeah, yeah. In in Los Feliz in uh, L.A. But, um, but yeah, he, I, I had done a, he starred in a sketch of mine with Brian Husky, um, uh, at Funnier Die, one of my favorites that I ever wrote, called Mauled by a Bear, which is, um. It's like a dinner party, and uh, this guy Matt plays this guy named Terry, who's coming, who's like late to the dinner party, and Brian Husky's character is like, "Oh my God, Terry's coming here!" And they're like, "What's wrong with Terry? We love him." And he's like, "Well, he got mauled by a bear, and it's like all he talks about." <laughs> and it's like so, you know, it's like really just a, like I, it's not something that I want to like do, talk about at this dinner party. So. Um, so then Terry shows up. He's got like a scar on his face and he like sits down and he doesn't talk about the bear at all. But Brian Husky's character just keeps getting mad, anticipating him talking about the bear. <laughs> oh, I you love know, it. so he's like, you know, he's like, so yeah. how he's like, boy, the, uh, 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 you know, I don't know. He talks about like the weather or some, some experience he had and, you know, Husky's like, yeah, but it was a real bear of a time, huh? You know, and everyone's like, what are you doing, Brian? You know, he's like, what? And then, and then, and then, like the the big turd is like, Husky blows up at him. He starts screaming at him for no reason. <laughs> all you do, like, he's just wanted the guy to talk about the bear so bad. <laughs> and then it's all from the guilt that, like, that Brian Husky's the reason that the guy got mauled. Right. He's like, I get it. He's like, I get it, man. We were in the woods together, and, like, my cell phone went off, and the bear got you, and, like, I get it. Anyway, but, yeah, so Matt, Matt Jones. <laughs> Sorry to, like, just recap a sketch of my... 15 years ago but uh but yeah so he so he he was a friend and it was just like oh wow great you're on breaking bad too um this will be like i think it was more like oh i'm gonna it'll make aaron more comfortable Mm. like and like because i know that he was a little iffy about doing it initially um just about the comedy of it all right like oh like and i'll we'll get Badger from Breaking Bad to come be in this <laughs> with you, you know. So like on day one, you'll show up and like see this dude who's like a comedy guy, and you know it was just a 
helped us ease into it, I think. Okay. Also, Matt Jones is awesome. I don't want to – I want to say that that's – Oh, yeah, yeah. We got him, but, like, Matt Jones is also fantastic, and, yeah, I had worked with him before, and I would work with him – and I worked with him on another show, too, uh, a show that I directed um, that uh, we cast him in. This show oh, cool. Dirty Work. Oh, nice. So I'm curious, did you um, – I think you might have met, mentioned this before, but have you heard back from Aaron Paul afterwards? And does he still feel the same way, you know, uncomfortable about this? Or is he finally, you know, has he come around to this and, and feel more comfortable with, with what uh, was out there? No, I think that, like, his – it was really when leading up to making it that he was like, are you sure I'm the right guy for this? That was – that's kind of what it was. Okay. Like, I think it was okay. like – He's he's such a good actor and he wanted to just deliver for us. And I think that he was like concerned. It's funny, like uh, to be completely honest, our first conversation with um, with Dan Radcliffe was a little bit similar. Dan's very well versed in comedy, but Dan had had like a why me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like he's like, I love this. The script is amazing. But like. Like, <laughs> what is it about me that makes you think you know that you want me to do it? You know? um, and uh, uh, anyway, so so I think that's what it was with Aaron. And I think that once we were filming it, he was like, "Oh, this is fun." It was just I, you know, I create a really fun environment on every set that I'm on, and um, and it was a lot of comedy people there, and and uh, yeah, I think he just had like a good time. And then when it came out, like as soon as it came out, he was like, "Oh wow, this is great! I love this." <laughs> and in fact, he came back and made another funnier die video like a few months later. Oh, cool. Oh, okay, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, he made another. It was another <laughs> fake trailer, in fact, uh, directed by uh, this guy Alex Fernie. Um, I can't re- really remember about it. It was about. It was about like a guy that has a, I think it was like a 500 days of romance. I don't know. It was like a, what what is that? 500 days of summer. (laughs) Yeah. It was sort of like that. But if the girl was like an actual psychopath killer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I know everyone is waiting for us to talk about the brand new film coming out, but there's one other thing I wanted to ask you about before we get there. Sure. And this this may be very obscure, but uh, your IMDb says that you are thanked uh, for the animated tales of Guar. It's a short uh, cartoon that Weird Al is in. Uh, what was your involvement in that, or, or do you know why you were thanked? Yes, I uh, connected them to Weird Al. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, that that was post Weird Al trailer, um, and it was uh, Mike Chillian. Uh, who who uh, directed that? And um, he emailed me, and he was like, "I'm, you know, such a huge Weird Al fan. And is there any way, like, I'd love for him to, you know, I'd love to collaborate with him, and uh, you know, have him pop into this Guar thing that I'm doing. And and uh, you know, if there's any way, uh, you know, you can put me in touch. And in my head, I was like, ah, Al will totally do this. Yeah. I think. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, of course, sure. Here you go. Oh, very cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, while we're on the subject of IMDb, uh, it, I also saw in there that says that one of your tattoos is a flux capacitor, and uh, you had some. You eventually ended up working with Michael J. Fox. Did you end up showing that tattoo to to Michael, and what was his reaction? I did show it to Michael. So I got hired to direct an episode of the Michael J. Fox show. It was maybe like six or seven seven years ago. Um, 
And uh, I'd had the tattoo by then. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd had it for maybe five years at that point. It is, uh, it's not like the most visible. I have to be wearing short sleeves and it's kind of on the inside of my arm and just a little piece of it pokes okay. out. Mm. Um, it is uh, specifically the drawing of the flux capacitor that Doc Brown makes um, in the 50s <laughs> before oh, he gets Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like, so you see it just for a blip in the movie when he holds it up. It's like the, it's like the little hand-drawn schematic of the, uh, of the flux capacitor. Um, and uh, anyway, so I was, I, I got hired to do the Michael J. Fox show and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be working with Michael J. Fox. Like I can't show him this tattoo immediately. Like I'm trying to plan right. strategically. <laughs> like what's the best time for me to show Michael J. Fox this tattoo. I don't want him to think that I'm some, that they've hired some like weirdo super fan to come direct right. him. <laughs> like, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, which like I'm, he probably wouldn't. It's like back to the future is so hugely popular to, you know, so many people, but right. Anyway, um, I, uh, uh, I get there. It's day one of, of prep. The way that it works when you direct a TV show is you have five days of prep, um, and then you have five days of shooting, and then you edit after that. Um, so on day one of prep, uh, you have the table read at lunch. Um, you get to briefly, very briefly, meet the actors as they get shuffled in, sit down at a big, long table, and get ready to read um, the at that next episode script in front of a bunch of executives and the writers, and it's where they figure out you know, when they're going to, uh, how they're going to make changes to the script, uh, heading into production. So, and the actors usually it's like during, it's during lunch. So like the actors come in, like they get a half hour for lunch that day instead of a full hour. And some of them come in eating and table is a big horseshoe shape. And I'm sitting on one end. Uh, I'm, I'm like around one corner and the girl, uh, uh, uh Juliet Goglia, I think is her last name. She, um, she is sitting uh, next to me. Uh, she plays Michael J. Fox's uh, daughter. Um, she's a, a young teenager. And Michael J. Fox comes in. I say, hey, I'm Eric. I'm the next director. Oh, hey, nice to meet you. I shake his hand. He sits down. He starts eating. And uh, we got about two minutes before this thing's going to start. And, and, and Juliet asks me, what are your, uh, what are your tattoos? Because I have some, t- you know, mm. a bunch of visible tattoos mm-hmm. in my arms. So I start explaining what my tattoos are. This one's there. You know, I have the Monopoly Man winning second prize in a beauty contest. <laughs> I, have a, I have the hitchhiking ghosts from the Haunted Mansion. Like a bunch of like, really, you know, uh, Thundercats uh, insignia, um, the Upright Citizens Brigade logo. Um, and then, uh, you know, I get through all of them. And as she's... As I'm explaining these tattoos, Michael J. Fox is just like, you know, he's two seats away and he's just like watching me explain the tattoos. And I'm like, all right, good. I get through all of them. I'm, I'm in the clear. There's a beat of silence. And then she goes, what about this little one? What's this poking out from under your sleeve? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh so I'm just immediately turned red and I just look right at Michael J. Fox and I pull my sleeve up <laughs> and just don't say anything. And he goes. A flux capacitor. <laughs> and I should have responded, it's what makes time travel possible. But, uh, 
But instead, I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm just a big fan of the movie. And then all of a sudden they go, all right, everybody, we're starting the table read. Oh, oh <laughs> man. <laughs> and they start the table read. And then the table read ends, and, like, Michael J. Fox gets shuffled out immediately. And I'm like, oh, no. Uh, and I'm like, uh, how did that go? Like, I don't know how to gauge his reaction. I'm like, I don't know. And um, anyway, so uh, so he leaves the room, and uh, – uh, and then like two days go by and I like don't see him because he's, you know, shooting an episode and I'm prepping the next one. And um, and then finally, like a couple of days later, I get into the elevator and it opens up and Michael J. Fox comes walking on. And I was like, hey, and he was like, oh, hey, hey, can I show can you show me that tattoo again? I was telling my wife about it. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. And I showed him the tattoo and he's like, oh, wow, that's cool. It's like just the drawing that's awesome. It's a drawing version. I've never seen anyone with that version of it. Wow. And I was like, oh, oh wow. that's awesome. Great. So then we start shooting the next week. And on like Wednesday of our shoot week, he shows up and gives me this light up flux capacitor pin. Wow. Oh, and he was like, wow. He's like, hey, here, I brought this in for you. Like my, um, you know, I, I, I just, it was, so I got it. Someone gave it to me. To, like, I got it at a convention, a Back to the Future convention, you know, and it's been kind of just sitting in a drawer in my house. And, and uh, I had my wife dig it up because I, I, I thought you might want it. How cool. Oh, and I was that like, is so cool. This is the coolest thing. This is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I've I've I'm I'm blessed to have had the opportunity to work with so many of my childhood heroes and people that I imagine. Um, I did a Pee Wee Herman video that I will save for another day. Oh, so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, it's it's really I've I've been like extremely lucky, and um, you know, it's just it's so amazing that uh, uh, that we made this trailer you know, 12 years ago. And, um, you know, all, all, all this time later, I get to, to turn this thing that I really always did want to be a real movie. I got to turn it into a real movie. Uh, it's just, it's just such an, it's, it's so incredible that, that things shook out the way they did. And I'm so proud of the movie that we made. Well, I think it's finally time that we get to this part of this conversation where we talk all about the brand new film coming out on the Roku channel on November 4th, starring Daniel Radcliffe. It is called We're the Al Yankovic Story. You are the director, the co-writer, and I'm so excited you told us you were going to spill the beans all about this movie. I cannot wait to hear about it. Um, uh, Dave. Oh, I can't wait to tell you about it. Guys, um, uh, our intern, Frank, just handed yeah. me a note. Um, we actually, we have to stop the interview. We're out of time. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry. I mean, I know you're going to reveal like a lot of secrets and world premiere news, but it's just, we just don't have time to, to keep going. I'm sorry. Um, well, okay. I mean, are you sure? I mean, I have like a 10 page document here with production notes that I've been putting together and. Well, how about this, Erica? When it's a little closer to the movie, why don't uh, we see if we can have you back on if our schedules work out? Um, I know we're busy for a while, so I'm not quite sure we can really make time for you soon. But um, we'll we'll have our intern Frank reach out and and maybe uh, we can work something out a little closer to the film. Uh, great. Hey, whenever you guys are ready, I'm 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 ready for you. All right. Well, we'll see. I, I, Dave, I don't I don't want to commit to us having Eric back. I you know, but. Um, Eric, regardless, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and telling us all about this incredible 
film trailer with Aaron Paul. I mean, there's much more. There's so much more. There's so much more, really. I'm sure. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is, Eric. For any of your day-to-day, if we want to follow you, we can head to Instagram.com slash E-Rock-Appel. E-Rock-Appel. Yes. You know, you're working on some cool projects right now. You know, obviously this this film is coming out November 4th, and we're really excited about that. And it's it's been really awesome to get to have you on the podcast. Uh, well, thank you. And I, I, I can't wait to be back and, and talk to you guys again. You know, Dave, it's crazy to me that we had Eric Appel on our podcast for three episodes and we didn't get to talk to him about the upcoming Weird the Al Yankovic story film that he co-wrote and directed starring Daniel Radcliffe premiering November 4th on the Roku channel. Oh, I don't know. I thought the interview went really well. Besides, you really think our listeners would want to hear about that? Well, you're right. This isn't Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Daniel Radcliffe podcast. Why would they want to hear about him when you can hear about the real Weird Al for the same price? Ah, you're absolutely right, Ethan. Plus, I'm sure our listeners Al Yankovic and Eric Appel would not want to have the movie spoiled before they get to see it on September 8th at the Toronto International Film Festival. That's a great point, Dave, but I think we could both agree that even if stopping the interview where he did was the right call, our very real intern Frank still will be very really punished thusly. Oh, absolutely. He will be punished for real. In fact, turn that punishment up to 11! But before we commence, let's just once again thank the amazing Eric Appel for this fantastic interview. I suppose we'll have to chat with Eric again when the film comes out. And we can lock our very real intern Frank in the basement for that one. Well, I'll be! It sounds like we've got a call on the 347 Spatula Hotline, the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. All right, our very real intern Frank knows the drill. Hey, Dave and Ethan, my name is Angel, and I am a fan of the podcast, and I decided to honor your glory by making a 2,000-inch book bag patch for my first Weird Al show. And I can proudly say that I am now a walking advertisement for Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. I expect exact reimbursement for my labor, 10 cents for the patch itself, $10 for each person I indoctrinate, and 20 for every hour I walk with it on my book bag. What's that? You think I should have to work for free in this economy? If the funds are not wired to my bank by the first of each month, you and my hitman are going to have a problem. And that's unfortunate for me and you both, because then we're going to have to speak to my lawyers, and I'm going to have to pay a lot of money to keep you quiet. And I'd really rather this be a lot less expensive and painful than it has to be. So please work with me here. Okay, thanks. Angel, thank you so much for the wonderful call and doing all that awesome promotion for the podcast. Yeah, we totally agree that you should be paid for your hard labor and indoctrination of the good podcast to innocent people. So we've decided to give our very real intern Frank a raise. Yes, a raise in his weekly bills and liabilities. You can expect timely receipts. Otherwise, we're totally okay with you calling your lawyer and hitman on him. We'll give you his home address. This episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota, uh, beautiful, it's also really fast. Last Saturday, August 13th, was the 31st annual Darwin Twine Ball Celebration. The excitement kicked off at 7.30 a.m. with the traditional 3.3-mile Twine K race. And the results are in. Wait, wait, wait. You mean there were actually people who woke up before 7.30 a.m. on a Saturday? I suppose so, because first place overall was taken by Philip Thompson, who finished with a time of 21 minutes, 43.3 seconds. Wow, that's really fast. 
Great going, Philip. It sure is, but get this. Our good friend and past guest, the mayor of Darwin, Minnesota himself, Josh Johnson, finished eighth place overall with an impressive time of 23 minutes, 18.8 seconds. Great twine balls of fire! Go, Josh! Yeah, and it appears that he comes from a really athletic family because both of his sons, Calvin and Graham, also finished in the top 13 overall as well. Wow, that's excellent! Congratulations, guys! Looks like Graham came in with a time of 25 minutes, 19.5 seconds, and Calvin came in with a time of 22 minutes, 31.3 seconds. Wow, so that means that Calvin was faster than his dad by 47 and a half seconds. Wow, indeed! So, are we going to need to put our support behind Calvin now in the next election for Darwin, Minnesota mayor? Well, we'll see. I know I personally want my mayor to be really fast. From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast, congratulations to Calvin, Josh, and Graham, as well as all the participants in the 2022 Darwin Twine K. Hopefully you took our advice and we're not running with scissors. And also, from all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast, visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next speedy expedition. Discover Darwin, more than just the twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to attempt to visit discoverdarwin.biz. This is a special hamster alert to the Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast broadcast alert system, as sponsored by Jack Beatman. So Dave, we've been doing these hamster alerts for a while. How about we test your hamster knowledge on things we have certainly not covered to see how much of a hamster expert you really are? Oh, yeah, yeah. Bring it on. I will be the champion. All right, Dave. Before you're the champion, I'll ask you a series of true or false questions. True. Well, that is true, but that is not the first question. After I ask them, Dave, I will tell you your score and we'll see if you truly are the hamster champion. We are the champions. We are the champions. All right, bring it on. All right, question number one. Corn and sugary treats cause hamster diabetes. Oh, great. Now I need to add hamster diabetes to the list of things I need to worry about. All right, I'm going to say true. Ooh, incorrect, Dave. All right, question number two. Hamsters can be safely kept in glass tanks. Uh, safe for me or safe for the hamster? Well, I've definitely put hamsters in glass tanks, so I'm going to say true. You got that correct! All right, question number three. Hamsters are cheap pets. Well, I can tell you one thing for sure. They sure are cheap dates. Uh, I'm going to go with true on this one as well. Sorry, Dave, that one is incorrect. Ah. Number four, Chinese hamsters are dwarf hamsters. Ahem, I believe the politically correct term is little hamsters. But uh, let's see, I'm going to say true. That is true. All right, final question, Dave. Hamster cages must be fully cleaned weekly. Wow, I wonder who cleans their cages in the wild. I'm going to say true. I'm sorry, Dave, that is incorrect. You got a total of two out of five. You are a complete loser! Well, I guess that's why I need to continue to tune into all these special hamster alerts to the Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast broadcast alert system sponsored by Jack Bateman. That is all for this episode's very important special hamster alert via the Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast broadcast alert system. Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast is 
brought to you absolutely positively free thanks to our incredible sponsors, Burrito Burrito, Discover Darwin, Jackson Scoggins, and Jack Bateman. Our podcast is also supported by everyone else in our Patreon family, with special thanks to our amazing close personal friend level Patreon supporters, Blair, Matthew, Mike, Rim Jams, Jared and Rocky, Javier, Nancy, NES Josh 64, Gus and Alicia, Jake, UH Jeff, Kenneth, Scott, Zeb, Adriana, and Allison. And also thanks to our newest member of the Patreon family, Anthony, and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our family-friendly and hamster-friendly Wacky Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000inch. There are awesome, awesome, awesome benefits like getting your name on the podcast, your very own private RSS feed with access to all those ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes, as well as access to secret episodes. And now would be a great time to join if you have not already, because you'll be the very first to hear those unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised Vanity Door concert review bonus episodes. And don't forget to check out our official merchandise over at shop.2000inch.com. You can get We Hate Intern Frank shirts, you can get Gil and Chillos, and all of our products make excellent hamster bedding. We sure love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so make sure you check out our Facebook community at group.2000inch.com and visit our Discord server for even more riveting Weird Al and Red Rump the Goody related conversations. You can find both of them linked on our website as well as information about past episodes and guests over at weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com. And while you're there, click on ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episodes to follow along with our adventures on tour. Or click on black and white and weird all over bonus episodes for our special series where author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us through his first book, page by page and picture by picture. Keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And thank you for subscribing and leaving reviews on your favorite podcast app make sure that you are subscribed because not only does it help the podcast it makes a wonderful birthday gift for john bermuda schwartz plus we also really love receiving voicemail via our official patent pending 27 hour a day podcast hotline 347 spatula give it a call and you might even hear your message in a future episode thank you once again to this episode's guest eric appel we also want to thank michael essicat Angel Coleman, Vectus Hamstery, Chris Show, and our very real friends and family. Thank you to the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible podcast theme song. And thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably wouldn't exist without him. And a big thanks to all of you, our loyal listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible. Thank you, as always, for choosing Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. And until the next time, remember to gill and chill. Hey, Ethan, I've got a question for you now. What did you do last Sunday? You know, August 13th. Wait, what? Last Sunday wasn't the 13th, Dave. I'm pretty sure you misspoke. You probably meant to say Sunday, August 14th. Am I right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew I could get you to say 14. No! It's such a stupid number! Ugh. 
That was Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 168-inch. A.K.A. 14 feet, as long as a 14-foot trampoline. something kid you got the goods that kid's got the goods